my name is Carly Cassidy and I'm the Missions Minister here at One. I want to do something a little bit different this morning. I was wondering if we could start by doing a small game. So I'm going to ask you to stand up. I apologise to all the introverts. <laughs> okay, I would like you to hold out your left hand flat like this and I would like you to hold your right hand in a pointer onto the hand of the person next to you. So you're just touching the palm of your hand. <laughs> yeah, you can stretch out in the middle. Sorry if you're on the end of the row. <laughs> now, when I count down from three, I would like you to do two things. We can multitask, right? There are two things. I would like you to try and grasp the finger of the person next to you. At the same time, try and release yours. Okay? We'll have a practice run. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's try again. <laughs> now make sure that you've got your hand completely flat. No, no cheating. And your finger needs to be just touching. All right? And it's on the go. I'm going to say three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. You may take your seats. Thank you. <laughs> it seems simple, doesn't it? Grasp and release. Okay, which one were you better at? Did you focus on grasping your finger and got trapped yourself, or did you focus on releasing and didn't grasp what you were supposed to? Let's have a think about that. <laughs> I would like to tell you a story. Uh, oh, I used to work at a place called Fresh Theatre for Social Change. It was a creative arts program that we ran here at One for, for many years. And um, thank you, that game was a little warm-up game we used to to run it fresh and so today I would like to share you a story about a young person who used to attend that theatre. Let's call her Jane. So I first met Jane during the first season that I started working at Fresh. She was the youngest of four in her family. Her older siblings had been referred to the theatre as sadly her mother had passed away from cancer. And even though she was too young for the program when I first met her, she came running up to me and proudly stated that she would be there one day. Unfortunately, by the time that Jane got to the theatre, her world had been quite challenging. Not only had she experienced grief and loss, but she had also experienced some significant bullying. And uh, her confidence and her self-belief was really, really low. We did all that we could to speak words of light and love into her while she was at the theatre. We wrote scripts with really positive messages uh, so that she could take them on board. The theatre was such a wonderful space for her and yet something was still holding her back. She had heard us, she had grasped the head knowledge, uh, she knew in her mind that she had worth, but she just couldn't release it from being head knowledge. She couldn't free it from her mind and feel it. She was trapped. The beauty of the FRESH program was that it had a significant pastoral care element 
And each week we would sit down with the youth and we would talk to them and we would hear more about their life and share stories. We would listen to them and it was a really safe space for them. And it was during one of those times that we heard one of the reasons why Jane was struggling so much. Despite having an incredible dad and some lovely siblings, she was really feeling the absence of her mother. So we set to work. We wrote this amazing character for her. Uh, it was the bomb. It was an intentionally written character and she was going to, to love it. The best part of it was that we didn't have a costume for it. And so she would get to choose her own costume. And we decided to make it extra fun and we planned a day where I would take her out shopping to buy that costume. We spent a, a fair bit of time out at the shops. We went to a few different stores and it was in the last store in the changing rooms when I heard her crying. Let me just sit that story there for a moment. We love a cliffhanger, right? <laughs> and let's have a look at some scripture. And can I just say, how good is our God? When I started writing this sermon months ago, I had no idea that it would be following on from Tim's amazing Jonah series. So it flows on so beautifully from that. So how great is God? He works all things for good. Let's look at 1 John 5, verses 1 to 15. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. And who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God which he has given about his son. And whoever believes in the son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe, God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his son. And this is the testimony, that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. And he concludes by saying, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. Today, I would really like us to reflect on this powerful passage from John, especially the first few verses. In these verses, John addresses the importance of faith, its connection to love, and to the transformative power that it holds for those who are born of God. 
Let me just pray. Lord, as we dive into your word today, I pray that you speak to us. Guide us and help us to discover the significance of these words and that they hold for our lives today and for the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, October is Missions Month here at One, and as you all know, my favorite month of the year. <laughs> I love it. This year, the theme is Amplify, and our One Care campaign is aiming to raise $50,000 to support our partners for next year. Uh, over this month on our social media platform, you'll hear some amazing stories of the incredible work that they are doing out in God's name. So please make sure that you jump onto our One Care social media if you have access to that. The Facebook and the Instagram will be updated daily with some wonderful stories. Uh, and keep an eye on the window display to see how we are tracking with our fundraising. As we explore this theme, I really want us to focus on the extraordinary power of God's love and our role as believers in amplifying that love in our lives. In a world that often seems divided and filled with darkness, uh, especially as we've heard this morning with Israel, we are called to be conduits of God's love, shining his light in every corner of our existence. Let us explore how we can intentionally and purposefully amplify God's love. Remember when I asked you to do those two things at once, grasp and release? Well, let's start by talking about how this passage has that relationship between faith and love. John begins by stating, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. So here he highlights that intimate relationship between faith and love. True faith in Christ goes hand in hand with love for God and love for one another. Last year, the theme for Mission Month was connection, connection with God, with each other and with our world. When we love God, we love others. We can't talk with one about one without highlighting the other. They go hand in hand. And we focused on how it was our job to stay connected to the one true vine and God's job to produce the fruit. We are invited to take part. That's our responsibility in that relationship through our faith in Jesus Christ. And it's through our faith that we become a part of God's family. And this newfound identity should overflow into genuine love and compassion towards others. When we abide in that, it brings us deep joy. That was the theme for last year. So this year, what does that grasping entail? Well, it starts by fully embracing God's love. The foundation of amplifying God's love begins with embracing it fully ourselves. We must recognize that God's love is not simply an abstract concept. It's a living reality that is being poured out abundantly on us. And John reminds us in 1 John 4 verse 19, we love because he first loved us. And when we truly comprehend the depth of that love, it transforms our hearts and it's the driving force behind our actions. The grasp is when we fully understand that and the victory that comes with that, with our faith. John reassures us that our faith in Christ grants us victory over the world. He proclaims, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And it's this victory 
our faith that, that has overcome that. That's a, a pretty big statement, right? Do you grasp the good news of the gospel through that lens? Or are you a bit more like me? And do you look at that verse and think, overcomes the world, but there are so many things in my world that I struggle with. How do I overcome the fact that I have no time in my week? Or that I have so many responsibilities with work or with my family? How do I overcome the fact that I feel really inadequate? I'm not smart enough, I don't have the right degree, I'm not in the right job, I'm not qualified. Or how do I overcome my past? I've made so many mistakes in my life. How do I overcome these bills? They're crushing me at the moment. I can't help anyone, I can't even help myself. I would have to remove so many obstacles from my life. Or maybe it's uh, like we heard from our sermon series last week. Maybe it's our own reactions and emotions that we need to overcome, like the older brother or Jonah. How do we overcome our anger, our frustration, our pride? Or do we need to sit in a pastoral care session with our maker? I know I do, I return to him often to share my concerns, to lean in, to read the scriptures and really listen and to move the gospel from head knowledge to heart knowledge and really feel it, the enormity of it. It's unfathomable gospel story. I once read a great devotion by Timothy Keller. He said, the gospel removes pride. It tells us that we are sinners saved only by God's grace, not because we are wiser or better than anyone else. It, it tells us that we must never think that we are beyond sin and the need for repentance. It's the humility there that we need to keep returning to him. He said, the gospel removes cynicism and pessimism. It gives real hope that people's eyes can be open and that change can happen. Our faith and understanding is due to God's intervention. God can and does work with anyone. We should therefore never think that anyone or anything is beyond hope of change. He said, the gospel removes indifference. In Matthew 5, 43, 47, Jesus told his disciples that since God gives good things to all people, the righteous and the unrighteous, we should love and welcome everyone. Christ laid down his life for all of us, so we should lay down our lives for others. For Christians, the uncomfortable question is that if we have been loved so much despite our flaws, if we've discovered the greatest thing in our life, and how can we be quiet about that? And lastly, he said, the gospel removes fear. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. What are we afraid of? Who is it that has overcome the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. The assurance of God's love and acceptance should give us the courage to step out. Brene Brown says that you have to walk through vulnerability to get to courage. And she also says that we should choose courage over comfort every day of the week. 
And in a world that often seems dominated by darkness, by sin and adversity, our faith is a powerful force that can and should empower us to rise above all of those challenges. Our faith in Christ equips us with the strength and the courage to conquer the trials we face, knowing that we have a victorious saviour leading the way. And when we grasp that, when we truly grasp it, we cannot help but desire to extend that to others. Having experienced God's love, we are called to extend it. It's a responsibility that we have. And here is where God has seamlessly linked my sermon with Tim's from last week. Jesus himself commanded us, saying, a new command I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. John 13, 34. So we need to be practicing that love in everyday life. We need to amplify God's love. And it's not just confined to grand gestures or special occasions. It does start in those everyday moments of our lives. It means showing patience and forgiveness to our family members, to our colleagues, to our neighbours. It means listening with empathy, offering a helping hand to those in need, speaking words of encouragement and affirmation wherever we go. We are called to be God's vessels of love in every interaction, reflecting his character. But what I really want us to focus on over this month is how it calls us to be engaged in his mission in the world. And not just to see mission as something that we do over here, but to see it as something as who we are. It's, it's in our identity. It's at the heart of who we are as Christians. We are called to be missional. And that does look different for all of us. And we might be called to different places, some just in their own backyard, some to a local organisation, but maybe some overseas. The call is the same. And when we're living in that place, when we've found God's calling for our life, we can feel it, deeply feel it. It drops straight to our heart. Through the testimony of the Holy Spirit, John emphasises the importance of the, the testimony of the Holy Spirit because it bears witness to the truth of God's word. He says, and the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. So as believers, we have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit who guides us, convicts us, and affirms the truth of God's promises. The Holy Spirit testifies to the authenticity of our faith and confirms the transforming work of God in our lives. So when we are aligned with God's will for us, we feel it. And we feel his blessings and we feel that deep down joy. And this Missions Month, it's my desire that you will become more deeply engaged in God's mission than ever before and that you will experience that deep joy. Last year, we heard about our partners. We know that we give towards freeing people from trafficking and slavery in Cambodia. We give towards education and church planting in Indonesia through our SmartPoint projects. We give towards the feeding programs and the medical missions and so much more in the Philippines through Pastor Choi and ACCC. 
We learned more about what our partners were doing in their various ministries across the world. We prayed for them and we faithfully and generously gave to the work that they are doing, which is wonderful and so, so needed. But now it's time to turn the volume up. What are you doing personally? Andrew Russell once asked us during a missions month, what is in your hand? What can you offer? How are you going to become more deeply engaged in God's mission? 1 John 5, 1 to 6 reminds us of that inseparable connection between faith and love, that grasp and release. Our faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God transforms us from within, enabling us to experience the victory over the world's challenges. Do you grasp that? This faith is further confirmed by the testimony of the Holy Spirit within us. What is that testimony? That we have been given eternal life. God has given us eternal life. Let us nurture our faith by immersing ourselves in God's word. Let's cultivate our love for him and extend that love to others. We have got to release it. We are so lucky here at One. We receive wonderful teaching from Linda and Tim every week. I myself am so grateful for the wisdom that they share with us and the knowledge that they pass on in their sermons. I know that we grasp this. I know that our faith here at One is really strong. What I am not so sure about is how well we are doing at releasing it, at amplifying it out and into our communities. What are we struggling with? Is it the fear, the guilt, the self-doubt? Or are we more like Jonah, as Tim has shared? Do we have the older brother syndrome? And I was reflecting on that older brother syndrome after last week's message. And it brought up this lesson that I learned on one of our trips up to Jurakai. Through our partners, Indigenous Ministries Australia, we partner with Joel and Mary Slab. Joel is a proud Bundjalung man, and when I was up on Fingal Heads on a Jurakai trip, he taught me some of his local language, and he used the word banam. It's a beautiful word. Banam means little brother. And it's a role that's filled with humility. It's the little brother's responsibility to sit and to listen and to learn, to gather firewood for the older brother to make a fire with, to bring food and drink to the elders in their community. It's a role of service. Yes, there is that element of sitting and listening and learning and gathering the knowledge, but the key focus is that he's there to do those little jobs and, and act as that role of service. I've never forgotten that word, banam, and I take it with me and I hope and pray that God will allow me to be banam in every area of my life. As we walk in faith, we need to remember that we are children of God and that we are equipped to make a positive difference in the world around us. And God has given us all we need already. What's in your hand? We need to let the truth of 1 John 5, verses 1 to 6, resonate deeply within our hearts and inspire us to live lives rooted in faith, 
love and victory. Next week, we're gonna hear an amazing sermon from Kim, and she's going to share a little bit more about our role in that releasing uh, and amplifying God's love out into the world. Then on Sunday the 22nd of this month, we have our Mission Expo, where our partners will come and join us and set up tables out in the foyer there. And I really want to encourage you to stick around after the service, to go out and talk to them all, ask them questions and be inspired by their role. Uh, There'll be sausages as well, so (laughs) stick around for a sausage. There are many ways here that you can be involved in mission, even just here at one. You can volunteer for our food pantry, Uh, And even just this morning, I was talking to someone about connecting in with Whitehorse Church's Care. They have a space at Forest Hill there that we're connected to. Uh, There are lots of ways that you can volunteer. Uh, We have a mission field that is literally just across the road from our church with Blackburn Primary School. Um, So sign up to be a volunteer for the Breakfast Club, for Hobby Club, become a Kids Hope mentor. I mean, what an opportunity for us to be the hands of feet in Jesus in that school. You could go on an exposure trip and they changed my life. You will never learn more about the character of God than when you're watching local leaders lead in some of those spaces overseas. You could go on a songlines walk with our partners at IMA. And there are so many more opportunities. Please come and talk to me about it if you would like to have one of those opportunities. Okay, let me quickly go back to my story about Jane. We left her in the changing room. When I heard her crying in that change room, my heart dropped. Had we done the wrong thing? After a big hug and checking in on her, making sure she was okay, offering some encouragement, she shared this with me. I never got to go shopping I never got to have a girl's day. I never even got to try on clothes with my mum. And I wasn't trying to replace her mum or fill that role. I was just releasing as much love upon that girl as I could. She took the time to sit in it. She stayed connected to the theatre and to all of us there. And she felt the love. She wore that outfit that we bought that day. She smashed her character up on the stage and rocked that performance and it was all up from there. In fact, on the next fresh camp that we went on, she even smashed out a solo where she walked out in a trench coat, singing a song pretty quietly and then during the chorus, she flicked off this trench coat and underneath was this bright sparkly dress and it was so good. She was filled with so much joy and she sang her heart out and Everyone in the room got up and danced with her. It was amazing. Unconditional love. We loved her. She felt it. And she realised that there was nothing that she did, no action, no deed to deserve it. We just simply loved her because she existed. She was there. She felt it. And in turn, she loved us back. And then slowly but surely, she learned that she had so much to offer the world. And she found freedom in that. She found victory in that. And she released herself into the world with a smile and an energy like no other. We are Jane. 
I'm not encouraging you to be the fresh program or to be the leaders. I just want us to realize that we can be like Jane. We didn't change anything about her, we just helped her to see what was already there. She knew, she already knew that she was loved. Her quiet inner voice was telling her that all along. All we did was to amplify that voice. And so let me wrap this up by saying, let us respond to the call to amplify God's love. May we not be content with merely grasping and receiving his love, but may we intentionally and purposefully release it and extend it to others. Let us be known as a people who radiate God's love in word, action, and attitude. And as we do so, we become instruments through which God's love touches the lives and transforms hearts. May we become ambassadors of God's love in a fractured world. May God empower us to amplify his love, to bring real hope, healing, and reconciliation to a hurting world. Every time I see Jane, she grabs me and squeezes me so hard I can hardly breathe. And all I did was take her shopping. Imagine how much more love and appreciation and how in awe we should be for a God who sent his son for us. And once we grasp that, when our hearts are full and overflowing, we need to release that into the world. We need to share that good news. We need to be like Jane or little brother, younger brother. We need to stand up in front of our peers at camp and sing our hearts out. <laughs> and she's been singing ever since. It brings joy, deep down joy. And that's my prayer for you this month. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you today with humble hearts, seeking your guidance and grace as we strive to amplify your boundless love and to engage more deeply in your divine mission. We recognize that your love is the foundation of our faith and it's through your love that we find purpose and meaning in our lives. Lord, we ask for strength and wisdom to be vessels of your love. Let it flow through us and touch the lives of those around us. Help us to love as you love unconditionally and without reservation, showing kindness and compassion to all we encounter. And as we seek to be more engaged in your mission, grant us the clarity to understand the very unique role you have for each of us. Show us the path you have set before us, that we may walk in it with faith and determination. Help us to see the needs of others and to respond to them with open hearts and willing hands knowing that in serving others, we are serving you. Lord, give us the courage to step out of our comfort zones and into the place where your mission calls us. Help us to break down the barriers that separate us from those in need and to be instruments of healing, reconciliation and hope. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the privilege of being called a child of God. We pray a blessing over this Missions Month, your Missions Month. May you continue to speak to us, to shape us, and Lord, move us into action. We commit ourselves to this mission with renewed dedication and enthusiasm, knowing that with your guidance and your love, all things are possible. In your precious name we pray, amen.